Welcome to EQ2 LFG, the unofficial EverQuest 2 podcast where we take a look at the world of Norath from the player's perspective. News and updates, strats and secrets, bugs and bonuses. It's all right here, right now. Alright, welcome back everybody and thanks for joining us at EQ2 LFG. This is Trin and I'm back with Marina. Hi you guys. And we wanted to take a moment and say thank you guys for being patient during our recovery time. We did have to take some time off over the summer to take care of some things. Uh, But we're back and we're going to give you guys a little bit longer episodes. They might be a little less often because we do have some things coming up in real life. But we're still here, we're still playing, and we're still going to give you some podcasts. So we're going to jump right into it. And at the time of this recording... There is a summer weekly quest going on, so we're going to go over some things. I think at the time of this recording, we're actually on at week two. Week, week two, yeah. So we've gotten a taste of how this works, and we are anticipating some things in the future. We've got to see some cool stuff, so we're going to jump right into it. Uh, Marina, we got week one, that quest that we got. We were traveling around... Pillar of Flames and Sinking Sands. Um, it just had you go sightsee for this little panda that's sitting up there in, in Sundered Frontier by the, the Wizard Spire. And he can't leave, but he really wants to hear stories about different places. And the first place he sent us to was uh, Sinking Sands. And um, we ran all around Sinking Sands looking at this. We went up to Maj Duel. Then it sends you back over into Pillar of Flames. Then into... Um, the Cliffs of Rujark, then over into Living Tombs and Silent City. And then you go back and you tell them all about it, and that opens up a bunch of stuff for you. And the stuff is actually pretty nice. If you are a returning player or if you have alts that you've been ignoring, the, the, the first week was pretty impressive, I thought. Yeah, we got a, a brand new cyan rune the first week. And it's called the Power of Green Mist. And it comes in two different versions. You have your one-handed rune or your two-handed rune. Now, the one-handed rune is is nice because if you dual-wield your weapons, then you can put two of them on. Because this is only just for primary slot. But it will allow you to put them into both slots, primary and secondary, if you're a dual wielder. It doesn't work on shields or symbols, uh, but it it will work on an actual weapon. And the one-handed rune gives you 97.4% potency, and the two-handed rune gives you 194.8% potency. So those are definitely an upgrade. And as we approach week three, There's another rune, which is specifically for secondary and ranged. So you'll be able to get those after you complete week three. And that is another 97.4. So anybody who's got something in their range spot will be able to get another cyan rune to put on there. I think another big thing that was in there, and it caused a little bit of grumping among some people who've been grinding tithe, but that 30 potency that you take and you consume that item and it gives you right away... 30 potency on your deity tithe. 30. That's huge. And so now you can start dumping points into either crit bonus or stamina, depending on where you you need it more. But that was very, very nice. I was very appreciative of that. Yes, that's (laughs) called the divine potency. And it's an accelerator. So your deity potency, you complete week two quest, which was the kingdom of sky for this last week, wasn't it? Yes, this week is week that we're currently on is kingdom of sky. 
And so that one, you just run around Bone Mire and... Tenebris Tangle and the Barren Sky. And you just visit some places and you go back to the panda and then he opens up or unlocks the week two gear or prizes, I guess. Well, it was both. It was There was gear and there was that Tome of Ascending that was really nice. Okay, so for Divine Potency, that's the Potency Accelerator that you can get. On week one, it unlocks level 30. In week four, it unlocks level 35. In week six, it unlocks level 40. And then in week eight, it unlocks all the way up to 50. If you finish all of these quests on the eighth week, you will have level 50 in your potency in your deity window, which is pretty spectacular because I know that they had said that after level 30, it was going to take forever to grind. And there is a little bit of a deficit in how much your potency grows or how strong your potency is after that. Right. Diminishing returns. So the more exactly. you, it, you don't get as big of a bump each time you level it up. So now you can take and dump all those tithe points over into crit bonus or stamina, depending on where you want to focus or a little bit in both. Um, I'm going to be working on stamina because my health is still kind of low. Yeah, I would highly recommend people work on stamina only because if you do work and get your epic 2.0, generally, you will have some sort of overcap on your crit bonus. Right. And a lot of people I've talked to have maxed out their crit bonus, so they just don't need it anymore. They're actually, uh, I, I think on one of my characters, I was reforging out of crit bonus. Yeah, so... This, I think this is going to help, but it also portends us to what's coming down the pipe at us with a new expansion, maybe. Mm, yes. <laughs> potency, potency, potency. But yeah, the and the gear that you're getting, if, if you're a returning player, this is an excellent way to get yourself a leg up. There's nine resolve on the armor. There's nine resolve on the jewelry. There's nine resolve on the um, weapons. Well, the two-handed are, I think, 18 resolve, doubles it. So either for alts or returning players, this is a way to get yourself kind of caught up without having to do that horrible grind that always accompanies returning players or alts and stuff. So I, I'm kind of excited about this. This made me really happy to see this. Especially that Ascended Journeyman Primer. I think that's really big because it's only one per character. You can only use it on one Ascension. So you, you have a choice to pick between the Geomancer, the Etherealist, the Elementalist, or the Thaumaturge. And so take a look to see, you know, before you pick, if you're going to pick one, make sure you know what each one of those classes do before you pick one. But that'll give you an immediate bump to five, which is really nice. And they are no trade, so you can't get one on one character and transfer it over to another character. You actually have to log in, go to the panda, get that on your character, pick it up. It doesn't cost anything. It's mm. zero copper is yeah. what it has listed. So all you have to do is do the quests every week to unlock these rewards because they're basically free prizes. Yeah, the qu and the quests, the quests are just, you know, go here, go there, go here. There's no... There's no pain to it whatsoever. If you if it takes you more than 10 or 15 minutes to do this quest, you're doing something wrong. Right. They're easy places to get to. Even if you don't have a mount, you don't need a mount to get any to any of these places because like the uh, the Kingdom of Sky, for instance, that one has those little clouds that you can ride on. So if you're a returning player and you just came back into the game after a long break, never fear. They've got 
plenty of gear for you to get that will give you lots of health, lots of resists, pretty good resolve, and all the other stats on top. Not to mention it's indestructible, this gear that you get from the Banda. So that's a plus too. That's huge. It's no damage, indestructible. You can't destroy it, you know, so... It's a it's a win win. I think I think this is right. a big thumbs up. I think this was somebody was actually listening to people saying, "Oh my god, oh my god, I can't do it all. I can't do it all." But now they're they're listening, and they I think maybe this was something they had planned for a while because it seems to be you know pretty straightforward. And I'm thinking we were talking, Trin and I were talking, and I'm thinking next week's will probably be Echoes of Fader. Go explore Echoes of Fader. So we'll see. Yeah, it does seem like they are going in order of the way that the expansions released just with where they're sending us so people who haven't who recently started playing this game in one of the last couple expansions who never got time with those earlier expansions this is making you go to those places and explore them that's all it's nothing difficult you don't have to fight anything you don't have to search around this isn't a treasure hunt specifically but it is making you go look around it at some of these really cool places that you may have missed. Yeah, and I'm a big one for that. I like to know the country that I'm in. So. <laughs> so in week eight, you get a mount called the Warsalic Pride Wing. In week nine, you get the Mara Estate Deed of Ownership. So you get a house in the Isle of Mara or decorated that way. And actually early on, you get a new mercenary. Help me pronounce her name. Ivania Valsara? <laughs> yeah, it's Ivania Valsara. That's how okay. I say it. Ivania Valsara. And she, if you thought Zugris was bag bag toughy, then Ivania takes and puts his little bloody belly to shame. I'm telling you, she is one tough little cookie. I like her. I've been leveling her up. I've been training her and putting the gear on her and everything because um, not only is she an inquisitor, she is also a geomancer and, and a ranger. A ranger. So ranger's got some loving with this one too. So Yeah, she you do have to go hire her, but they give you the coin and she is free as far as being able to get her, she's free yeah. with this you just have to go find her and hire her, but it tells you where to go. You just go to Obelisk Frontier and she's in Nysalona. Yes, the caveat is you must have for, for both the Ascension Tome and for the Merc, you have to have the Kunark Ascending X-Pack. And you can hire her without getting aggro. I took somebody up there to see if I could do that that doesn't have faction with Nysalona. And if you're careful and you come up on the backside of her because she's behind the banker in Nysalona, um, if you're careful and you get right up on the edge until you can just talk to her, you can hire her. But you have to have the language. That's the other big thing about her. You have to have the language. I do have the language on the person I tried. I just didn't have the nice Salona faction. The language is gotten by doing a collection quest. You find all these little shinies with exclamation points, not the question mark, the exclamation points. Collect all of those and turn it in and you have the nice Salona language. So you can hire her without faction, but you must have the language. Okay, so the last thing that we wanted to talk about in this summer weekly, as far as the gear goes, is these new orange runes. Now, these are not the same orange adornments that we were seeing earlier that we're actually going to talk about in a, in the next episode. But these are five different runes and they are ascension class specific. So they can be used to boost specific ascensions and they're written in the description of each rune. You get the first one at week three and then six and then seven and then eight and then nine. Those are for more um, end 
game players for sure for who have worked on ascensions or maybe have all four ascensions. Right. They're they're nice. They're very, very nice. But they are an adorn orange adornment slot. So you're gonna have to realize that you have to wear armor that takes the orange adornment. Also, another nice thing about this is they're versatile in where you can put them. So if you have an orange adornment slot on your headpiece, chest piece, shoulder piece, legs, whatever, most of the armor, your primary and secondary weapon, and your waist and cloak, these will go on to those. So you have a lot of options on where you want to put them. Right. Just depends on which slot you want to get rid of, you know, which effect for the, the rune you want to get rid of and put in there instead. But just like Marina said, you have to have an orange adornment slot to be able to put it in there because the slot type specifically says orange adornment slot. Right. And right now, the only place that you can get those orange adornment slot pieces of armor is either from the weekly quest, which is the nine resolve or the proving grounds adorn armor. And we'll talk about that later, too, because there's some pretty spiffy things in there, too. Oh, yeah. All right, guys. Well, thanks for joining us on this episode, and we hope to see you next time. Take care, guys. We'll talk to you later. Subscribe to our podcast on your podcast player. We're also at www.eq2lfg.com. You can search us on Facebook, EQ2LFG. You can follow us on Twitter at EQ2LFG.